Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Linda Ballou, author of the novel Embrace of the Wild. Linda, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jeff. I'm excited to be here. Sure. Well, if someone hasn't yet heard about your novel, Embrace of the Wild, how would you describe the novel? Well, it's inspired by the indomitable spirit of Isabella Lucy Bird. It's historical fiction. She was a Victorian age woman, uh, 1834 to uh, 1901. And she was just a phenomenal woman who, uh, for the first 40 years of her life, she she was an invalid. She had uh, tumors on her spine, and the doctors operated on her several times, botched surgeries, and then they started overdosing her with laudanum, which is a type of, which is off of uh, morphine and opium, and then she and they encouraged her with cannabis and copious amounts of alcohol. So she was uh, <laughs> uh, pretty much of a mess. And uh, by the time she was 40, um, she was really an invalid. And that is when she decided to leave England, where she was from, and uh, take a world voyage that changed her whole life. And uh, my book, uh, she ended up being the world, uh, the best love travel writer of her day. But my book sticks with her time in the Hawaiian Islands where she was able to uh, reclaim her body, the nurturing islands. And she wrote a book, Six Months in the Sandwich Islands. And um, she had only intended to just stop there for while they were fixing the boat that she was sailing on. But she she fell in love with the islands. And and after that, she went on to the Rocky Mountains in Colorado and did an 800-mile tour, mountain tour, on her horse, Birdie, solo in the winter. And I was very, very impressed with this woman, not just for the feats that she accomplished. She went on to China, Japan, Korea, and she was like the first white woman to be going into these regions. Uh, but my book sticks to the Hawaii and the Colorado time. Um, and, and she also, you know, overcame strict evangelical upbringing and broke through social barriers with the Victorian age. You know, women were not allowed in university. Uh, women writers, you know, used a pen name and, um, you know, women were expected to marry, obey their husbands and uh, have many children. So she broke through all of this and I just found her to be a, you know, a very inspiring figure in history. And uh, I, I'm, I'm very attracted to independent women in history who I feel have been overlooked and, and have not received their due. So, um, so I wrote her story in first person. Uh, I got to be Isabella during the year of the pandemic. 
I was Isabella Bird, and I, I got to spend my, my time in Hawaii and in the Rocky Mountains writing this story. That's great. Well, how did you first hear about Isabella Bird? Well, my first novel, it was a historical fiction novel set in uh, pre-contact Hawaii. And as part of my research, I stumbled on her book. And her writing is just incredible. It's a little bit too flowery for modern readers, which is, you know, my version of her story is written in a way that I think will engage modern readers. But I, I loved her descriptive powers. And I used a lot of her imagery in my book, my first novel, which is Wainani, A Voice from Old Hawaii. And um, and then I went on, you know, I went on in life. And uh, at that point, I wasn't a travel writer. But at my in my 40s, I had an injury that turned me around. So I became a travel writer at that time. And my first trip was into Colorado, Telluride, Colorado. And that I met her again. She had written a book, A Lady's Life in the Rockies, which is very famous there. Not real well known, you know, universally, but in, certainly in Colorado, they know who Isabella Bird is. They consider her to be the mother of the Rocky Mountain National Park. So there she was again, inspiring me once more. And I'm using her her vivid imagery, you know, to help me write my descriptions of Colorado. And then uh, the pandemic happened and um, it clipped my travel wings. I couldn't, I couldn't go anywhere. And I went, you know, uh, this is my time. I'm, I'm going to take this time and I, I'm going to write her story, something that her story's been in me for well over a decade, and I've long admired this woman. And so I went, okay, I, I'm going to write it, and it's going to be called Embrace of the Wild. And so what research did you do about Isabella as you were working on the book? Well, I had gone to many of the places. In Hawaii, I'd gone to all of the places that she writes about. She, she toured all over on horseback. Uh, you know, she went into Waipio Valley, which is the Valley of the Kings. I spent three nights in there researching for Wainani and just for fun. I mean, I had a, a beautiful obsession. The research was just, you know, a lot of fun for me. And I did a lot of, I toured all the islands and wrote about them. And um, also I read books about her. Uh, one man did a then and now. He lives in Colorado and he traced her steps, her mountain tour, and he wrote about that. And then I wrote, read a book about her early years. Uh, and there have been this year, I mean, she's like a, a woman whose time has come. I mean, there have been several books published just this year about her, but they're, they're documentaries. They're not fiction. My book stands out in that it is uh, fiction. And I um, interject the emotions that I think she would have felt. Uh, her writings are very descriptive, but she doesn't talk much about how she felt. And so I put, you know, the, the dots between, and the line between the dots and, and, and interjected emotions into her story. Uh, but the other books that uh, I've read several, and she's written like 38 books herself, and I've not read all of her books, but there have been you know, many uh, nonfiction books about Isabella. So what was your writing journey that led you to writing and publishing your first novel? 
Uh, well, um, I've always been writing. Um, I, I'm from Haines, Alaska, which is a tiny little town of 2,000 people. And I've always, books have always been my best friends. Um, I was a little out of step up there. My parents took me up there when I was 13, so I was, like, rudely uprooted. I was from California, and I was, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> so I books. Books became my friends. And I went on to get a degree in English literature and uh, thought, gee, uh, well, I wonder if I have what it takes to be a writer. I'd really love to be a writer. So I dropped out of society for one year, and I landed in the North Shore of Kauai and tested my writing skills. And uh, I wrote what was arguably the worst screenplay in the history of God, but uh, I really enjoyed the writing life. And I determined that, yes, I would, I would do it. I would become a writer. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. That's great. Well, what was the writing process when you were working on Embrace of the Wild? You said that it's written in first person. Did you outline the novel before you sat down to write or was it? <laughs> Actually, I don't outline. What I, my story is very character driven. What I do is I do a lot of research. A lot of, you know, because it's historical fiction, there's quite a bit of uh, research to be done, a lot of books written about it and so on. But um, I also do character uh, descriptions, you know, I physical, emotional, uh, you know, their settings, you know, what was going on in the time that they lived. And I try to become that person. I wrote Wainani in first person, too. Um, and... It just is the way that I can get into their skin, you know, to, 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 to become them, to be them. 
And then once I have the characters and I know who the the characters are and the emotions involved with these people and where they're coming from, then I can create the scenes between them, you know. And I write scenes like you filmatically, uh, very visually. I use a lot of dialogue uh, because I think that really brings the, the people to life. Uh, I feel my job is to breathe life into these these characters. And so the scenes have a dramatic arc. And my book, I just need to know what the end of the story is. And, of course, with historical fiction, the plot is already there. You know, and my job is to, to you know, put it into a dramatic spine and, and, and make it engaging for a modern reader. Well, what writing advice would you offer for those who are working on their own stories or novels? Don't give up, number one, and um, write. You know, surgeons cut, writers write. You know, you must practice your craft, and it is a craft. So journaling for for early beginnings, you know, really helps because um, you can see yourself in your journals and you can you can find the themes that are important to you. I think it's important to write something that's important to you, you know, t- something that you care about uh, because it's work. And I think you need to have the stimulus that what you're doing is is worthwhile, whether you get paid for it or not. And I think you need to put money out of your mind when you're writing and be focused on your craft and delivering the best product that you can, you know, at the end of the day. Well, what novels or nonfiction books have you read recently that you enjoyed? Well, I really enjoyed West with uh, Giraffes. That was uh, Linda Rutledge uh, told the story. It's historical fiction. I like historical fiction because you learn as you enjoy and it's about the taking uh, these giraffes across country from the East Coast to the West. And in the process, you learn a lot about our country, a lot of the history of our country. And it, it was very fun, well-written, and informative. I love Paul Thoreau, not his novels, but his uh, travel writing. Um, Happy Owls and Oceano was one of my favorites. And, uh, you know... Um, Fresh Air Fiend was another one that I loved of his. And Jack London is really inspirational to me. Um, Valley of the Moon was really uh, one of his most beautiful novels, and I really enjoyed that. But his travel writing was quite inspiring. Um, I am from Alaska, and they did film White Fang in my little town. But I didn't (laughs) read Jack London until I was an adult. Um, but, uh, yeah, and Burl Markham wrote a book called West Into the Night, which is a memoir. But Paula McLean took her memoir and wrote a book called Circling the Sun. And she did it in first person. And I used her approach as a model for Embrace of the Wild. She, she dared to write Burl's story in first person, and she did a beautiful job. That's great. Well, where can people find you online if they'd like to learn more about you and your novels? Well, lindabaloauauthor.com. If you come to my site, you'll learn a lot more about my books. And if you purchase on my site, I pay for shipping. Um, you can, of course, find me online at, you know, Amazon and, you know, online distribution sites. 
but um, yeah, come to my site, and I love people to talk to me. You know, you can email me and talk to me off of my site. Great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Linda Ballou, author of the novel Embrace of the Wild. The novel is available now, so go buy a copy. And Linda, thanks for doing this interview. Oh, thank you, Jeff. It was great fun. That's great. Now, stay tuned as Linda Ballou reads from her novel, Embrace of the Wild. The day broke clear. Halimano assigned his pretty daughter, Leilane, a lithe teen, to be our guide. Kelani removed her boots to make fording the river easier and advised me to follow suit. Now I was in my stocking feet, riding astride a Mexican saddle, eager to swim in this river with my steadfast mare. Indeed, there were many river crossings with water to my waist. We rode without incident up the valley to a meadow sliced by a fast-running stream. Leilani held up her hand and instructed us to tether our horses. This is as far as we go, she said. But we're not nearly to the base of the falls, I protested. It is a rough hike with swift water crossings. You will have to swim. Not to be detoured, I tied my horse to the nearest sturdy tree and plunged into the river in full dress to show Leilani I was not afraid to swim. She sighed heavily at my display. Stones are loose from rains. I will go no further, she said. Upakalani and I would continue without her. The tramp was a hard one, with crossings through a strong current that nearly pulled me off my feet. Scrambling over mossy rocks and clinging to thorny vines, I was bruised and bleeding by the time we reached the waterfall. Cool spray filled the air with mist where the torrent falling from the precipice above landed in the fern-laden grotto. I craned my head to see a rainbow arcing in the sunlight at the top of the cascade, marking the end of a glorious adventure. On the slog back, we heard a rumbling sound. Boulders tumbled from a great height, taking out a nearby ohia tree in its path. It was a somber reminder that nature here is as treacherous as it is magnificent. Leilani had waited for us and now led us on a wild ride back through coffee and kalo fields. I was one with my sturdy mare, riding barefoot with my hair loose and whipping in the wind. My cheeks stung and felt flushed, and my blood was up. I was loving every second of being alive. I was part of the cavalcade I yearned to join. There would be nothing or no one that would ever stop me from knowing this raw freedom again. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save 